Mom to Mom podcast. We're three generations of moms who've experienced nearly every season of motherhood. Of course, we don't have all the answers, but you can be sure that we'll always point you to the one who does. We're pouring a cup of coffee and we're chatting motherhood today. Pull up a chair. We're really glad you're here. a table of women not too long ago, and we were all kind of of similar faith beliefs, similar denomination affiliations, and kind of a similar stage of life, to be honest. We were all kind of youngish moms trying to just make sense out of all the daily struggles. Somehow, the conversation began to veer to a discussion and and kind of a, a debate on certain theological tenets of the Christian faith. But out of the corner of my eye, I noticed that one woman who was normally kind of chatty just sat back and kind of checked out of the exchange. Somewhere around Calvinism versus Arminianism, I turned to her and I said, well, what do you think? Do you think grace hinges on our free will to choose it or God's providential decision to give it? Does he choose us or do we choose him? And she just kind of shook her head and said, I'm just a simple woman. I don't need to know all that fancy theology. I just need to have a simple faith. And you know, that really struck me because at the end of the day, so much about God and his word is still a mystery, even to the greatest theological minds down through the ages. Faith, simple faith, a simple childlike faith, like this woman mentioned, is what holds the whole thing up. But do we just stop there? In 2 Timothy 2.15, we're charged to rightly handle the word of truth and to study to show ourselves approved unto God. And then over in 1 Peter 3, we're told to always be ready to give an account of the hope that we have in Christ. Should part of that readiness be biblical literacy? Not just being able to quote scripture, but being able to use those scriptures to better know God, his his character and his attributes, and to better know the doctrines of our faith and how those are to be lived out in our everyday lives. So today we have a guest with us that's going to help us answer that question and hopefully give us some tips for living in the tension of both a simple faith and a practical theology. September isn't with us today, but Kate and I, hey there, Kate, how you doing? I'm doing good. (laughs) We're just thrilled to welcome Felicia Masonheimer to the table. Felicia is an author, a conference speaker, and just recently launched her very first book. She's a staunch believer that every woman can be a theologian. And just on a personal note, she's one of my most favorite Instagrammers. She's probably about 15 years my junior, and yet I've learned from her and have been encouraged by her in so many areas of my faith. So welcome, Felicia, to the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. It's kind of surreal to be here since I listen to the podcast so much myself. Well, that's awesome. I'm just wondering if you can just start us out by telling us a little bit more about you, yourself, and your family in case our listeners haven't met you before. 
Yes. So I am a wife and a mom first. My husband and I have been married for six years. We met when we were in school at Liberty University in Virginia. Um, we now live in Northern Michigan, which is where I grew up. And we have two little girls. Um, we have a four-year-old and a two-year-old, and I'm actually expecting our third child. So we are super excited about that. And um Super excited to have the chance to add a human baby after having this book baby that was born back in February. <laughs> well, this is brand new news. I feel like we're getting a sneak peek, a preview. Congratulations. That's so exciting. And right in the middle of launching a book, you must just be disastrously tired. I am. Yes. I have a weird thing where in all my pregnancies, I only get morning sickness during the seventh and 11th weeks. And it is the 11th week, right? During my book launch. So that's been really fun. (laughs) Perfect timing. (laughs) Well, then there's hope. Next week is the 12th week. So there you go. So I've watched your ministry just kind of take a shift in the last couple of years. You've really begun to focus a lot of your attention on encouraging women to go deeper in the word in order that they might grow deeper in their faith. You've kind of become known as that theological mom. Can you just start us out by giving us a good working definition of what theology is and tell us why you're so drawn to helping every woman become a theologian? So theology, by the dictionary definition, is simply the study of God. It's understanding the doctrines and the principles that make up the Christian faith. Now, theology could be expanded beyond just Christianity, but within Christianity, it is Christian theology, the study of the Christian God. The issue we have today is that a lot of materials for women don't center on doctrinal truths. It more centers on personal relationship. And while personal relationship is a beautiful and unique part of what Christianity is, we need to have a foundation to understand that relationship. Where did it come from? What does it look like? How did it happen? Who is this God we have a relationship with? And all of that is theology. Yeah, because the opposite of that is a very me-centered religion, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, Felicia, I can understand why a pastor or a seminary student would need a good grasp of theology, but really, why does it matter in the life of a woman, specifically a mom? It's a great question because it can look at first glance like most women aren't going into a church leadership position or aren't going into especially a pastoral position. So why would they need to know these things? But think about all of the circles of influence the average woman has. And then for those who are moms, think about the little minds and hearts who are being trained in your home every single day. What you know about God and about the Bible and your ability to explain that to them provides them with a foundation for their worldview. Because Christianity is not a blind faith. While it it is simple in the sense that we trust the Lord as our father, like you said earlier, Jamie, it's also grounded in a historical, tangible truth with principles that you have to believe to be able to call yourself a Christian. It's, I think of it in the terms almost of a club. 
Um, there's a movement today that says that, you know, you can believe what you want about Christianity. You can make Jesus in whatever image you want and still call yourself a Christian. But reality is that logically doesn't even work because any group or club or um, religion has to have certain tenets in order to have that label. And so when we understand right theology, when we understand who God is in the Christian faith, we're providing a worldview for our children and those around us to discern what is true and what is false in the world. So they can identify this is true Christianity. This is what guides my faith. And this is not. Oh, that's so good. That, and that's such an important distinction, especially today. Really, really good. Yeah, I was just sitting on the couch this morning with all of my kids around me, and I, I read a statement to them that I had seen thrown out on Facebook that it was kind of a, one of those warm, fuzzy sentiments that we like to toss around in Christian circles, a little epithet or, or a meme that sounds so great, and it makes us feel good, but at the root of it was kind of a false gospel. Mm. And in order to articulate that and help my kids come to see that for what it was, I had to be rooted in the truth and know the true gospel to be able to um, point it out to them. We know the need for hands-on learning and character tools that every family is looking for. The learning and love that grows from the heart of your home is foundational to the character and development of your children. September & Co. is a homegrown company and online vendor shop with resources for learning and encouragement for families. From character resources to educational hands-on tried and true tools, September & Co. has worked hard to create the very items the founder and owner, September McCarthy, has utilized in her homeschooling large family for over 25 years. The top seller, Character Matter Cards are now available for little ones and range all the way to junior high. From skip counting flashcards, alphabet learning tools, and our new apparel line and wall prints, you will find the newest resources on the small shop market. September & Co. continues to supply families with the very best quality and colorful, engaging tools for parents to use for their children in any season. Check out September & Co. on Instagram and September & Co. shop on Etsy. Order today for free shipping on any item within the U.S. We create every item with you and your family in mind. So how does a good grasp of theology help us in this present moment? I mean, obviously, I just gave one particular example, but in this culture that we're living in right now, how does it help us? How does it help our actions and our reactions to the world around us? Well, I'll give you an example from my own life. So last summer, I attended a progressive Christianity class that was hosted locally. I watched in- you walk that out online. It was very <laughs> interesting, and I think you handled it really well. It's an eight-week class held at a liberal Methodist camp. And this was in a very extreme version of progressivism. Obviously it's on a spectrum, just like conservative Christianity is. So this was probably one of the most extreme progressive classes I could have taken. I didn't know when I enrolled in it, but once I was in this class, which I attended just to get perspective and hear their side, 
I realized more than ever how necessary it was that we know what we believe and why we believe it and be able to explain it. At least at least have conversations about it. You don't have to have all the answers. Because in this class, the questions that were being asked were about the very fundamental doctrines of Christianity, things that many of us would never think to question, the virgin birth, the resurrection, atonement, and whether Jesus really had to atone for anything, even whether or not humans have sin was called into question in this class. And this is only going to become more and more common and popular. And so in the context of the class, we were able to have a civil discourse where I was able to say, you know, give them actually some understanding of the other side, which to them was, you know, the conservative side and say, you know, this is what we believe. This is where we get this belief. Um, can you explain more to me where you're arriving at this worldview? And having those conversations, being able to converse without getting angry or emotional happens the more secure and confident you are in your worldview. So security and confidence come from being rooted in the word, doing that study in little increments as you can, and digging deeper into your faith. Yeah, I recently saw online a very popular social media influencer calling sin anything that sort of holds you back from walking in how you naturally are wired to be. And so many people were applauding her for that definition, but just logically, you just going off the, the premise of a good debate or a good logical explanation, you know, for the person living in absolute debauchery, sexual perversion, um, maybe, uh, for instance, I, I hate to even use this in the podcast, but let's just say a child molester who has, you know, propensity to be really attracted and drawn to children in that way, he could say, well, for me not to act on that, well, mm. that's sin. If we take that definition as the true definition of sin. And so many people were applauding her in that because it sounded so believable and she articulated it so well. Um, but I think you're right. I think we need to know the the truth, have good doctrine, good theology, because then we're able to see through that really well-articulated um, written definition of what she was saying was sin. Yes. And one of the things I think of a lot is we today are not going to face an attack against Christianity that calls us stupid, that calls us backwards, that says that we're brainless. That may have been the attack 70, 80 years ago that, you know, this is science, this is Christianity. The attack on Christianity now is, well, that's not what the Bible actually says. It will argue from scripture, but it will twist scripture. Mm -hmm. It will change definitions. It will change who Jesus is. That is the current attack on Christianity. And that's why it's so important that we do understand theology because whether or not we as moms ever attend a progressive class or know somebody who is, you know, asking these questions, our kids will. And yeah. so it's up to us to communicate those truths and, and set those measures and boundary lines. So they understand this is what truth is and you can measure everything else against this. 
And we can get really afraid in our culture right now thinking, you know, this is as worse as it's ever been and we're living in such a shaky time. But just what you just said, Felicia, how there's nothing new under the sun. In Genesis, I believe it was chapter two, maybe three, when Satan entered the garden and tried to dupe Eve. What did he say? He said, did God really say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that's exactly what we're hearing repeated in our culture. It's that they're taking the truth from scripture, but twisting it to fit their agenda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, look at hyper grace, look at universalism, look at some of these things that are becoming popular and being taken as truth. So speaking of bad theology, what are some of the other byproducts of that? What What are some of the things, what does it expose really? Well, when we start getting into theology that we're basically making up based on our emotions or what is convenient to our worldview or what we think is the way that that morality should be shaped, we have to change Jesus to fit that. So this is, this is the turning point for all heresy. So heresy would be anything that flies in the face of fundamental Christian doctrine. Almost all heresy centers on the person of who Jesus is. And if you look at church history and all of the councils that were brought together to, to condemn certain heresies and say, we as the church don't support this, those heresies centered on Jesus' deity. Was he really God or was he created by God? Um, and Jesus' humanity. He wasn't really human. He was just a spirit. And so the church has over and over again affirmed this is who Jesus is. And now today we have a reshaping of Jesus to support different sexual agendas, political agendas, whatever it may be, to form a Jesus who supports what we want him to support. With this in mind, we can be on guard against that kind of twisted scripture and we can know that this is a threat that's coming. This is, and not in a fear-based way, but just be aware. This is what's going on. And so we need to prepare ourselves by being grounded in what the word says. And also be, be looking around at the media we're consuming, the books we're reading, um, the people, even the trusted Christian influencers we're listening to, be checking what they're saying against scripture. Don't get so comfortable with them. People's views change. You can always be checking them against what scripture says and say, Hmm, you know, I'm discerning that maybe this isn't necessarily lining up with true doctrine. So let me look into this more and ask some people to see if this is, you know, reflective of a poor theology, or if it's just a difference of a denominational interpretation. Good point. So So let's get down to brass tacks. So say we have a mom listening today that this is a brand new concept. She's a new baby Christian or has been a believer for a while, but just hasn't really um, felt equipped to dive into some of these deeper things. If you were to pick out maybe, maybe just the top three theological ideas for a mom, what three ideas or truths do you think she should start with? Wow, that's hard to choose, but I think there are three that have the most impact in laying a foundation and leading a woman deeper with the Lord. So the first one is the one that's most misunderstood, but also most essential to the Christian life. And that's theology of the Holy Spirit. 
who he is, how he works, what he does in us, the relationship of his role in the Old Testament and the New Testament. This is a great study. There are some excellent books out there like Forgotten God by Francis Chan is a really great beginner level book about the Holy Spirit. Um, How to Listen for God by Charles Stanley is another good one. And then I have a couple resources too if someone's interested in going deeper on this. But the Holy Spirit would be a good start to you know understand who is he? How does he work? Because some church traditions underemphasize his role and some church traditions overemphasize his role. And so we want to get a biblical view of, of what he does. The second thing I would encourage studying is the nature of the Trinity as a whole, Jesus' humanity and his deity, who he was. And this may sound really heady and like, I literally don't have time. I have small children, but I have small children too. And when I'm studying the Trinity, I'm not spending six hours in an office with a bunch of leather bound books. I'm reading in little five minute increments throughout my day. And one of the best books on the Trinity is called Delighting in the Trinity by Michael Reeves. Very readable, actually quite entertaining and funny. And I think it's super helpful. The third theological concept It's, oh man, it's so hard for me to choose because there's so many that are so helpful to understand. But I think what you mentioned at the beginning, Jamie, understanding what's called theology of salvation or soteriology. There are many different views on this, but truly understanding the differences between terms like Calvinism and Arminianism or Wesleyanism is really helpful to understand and have communication with your friends who are in different churches and denominations. And for this topic, the book I really like is Doctrines That Divide by Erwin Lutzer. Okay. And we will be sure to link to all of those resources, including the ones that Felicia has to offer. She'll send them our way and we'll put them there for you. So don't feel like you have to rush to a pen and paper and jot all these down. One thing that I've always appreciated about Felicia's ministry, if you're not familiar with her online, is just how she's always encouraging women to learn from lots of different angles. Because we can only combat the truth when we know the truth but also know the lies that are being fed to us. And so she looks at things from lots of different denominational angles and different theological angles. Um, So she's a really great resource to run to when you're wanting some help in that area. So do you have any practical ideas or tools for the mom wanting to develop a solid theology, but who maybe feels ill-equipped or over her head? Any resources? I know you just gave a ton. Anything else you'd like to add to that list? Felicia? Yes, actually. So there are a couple books. They're actually for children. Oh, good. But, and and I want to make sure it doesn't sound like I'm talking down to anybody with this, but I think that as we're teaching our children, we learn too. I mean, I think any homeschool mom can say that. I chuckle sometimes when my mom was homeschooling us, she was not homeschooled. So when she was homeschooling us, she learned that the French and Indian war happened while she was homeschooling us. She didn't know about it until she was teaching. Homeschooling is nothing if not a re-education of ourselves. That is Amen. So we tease her about that to this day, but um, we're learning as we're teaching our kids, you know, regardless of how you school them, you're going to be teaching them truth and, and biblical truth. And so two resources that I have love for how simple they make theology are the book Theology. So it's theology, but it's spelled theology. I think it might be by Kevin DeYoung, but I can't quite remember. And 
it's a book probably for ages like maybe eight to 12, little short devotions that give you an overview of who God is and how he works. Now it is a specific denominational perspective. So keep an open mind, um, but a really great foundation. And then the other resource is tiny theologians. Tiny Theologians makes flashcards and, and flip books and like I think placemats and all sorts of cool stuff for your kids to learn theology and church history. And it's super helpful for moms too. Mm-hmm. I'd absolutely echo the ology. We have that book. We've gone through it several different times. And I think it's great even for younger kids and older kids because um, I'm 40 years old and I still learn new things from that book. And it, it just reminds me of who God is and how he is working in this world. Those are good suggestions. That's great. Can we put those links in the show notes too, Jamie? Absolutely. Yeah, those are great. I want to get those for my grandkids. Those sound wonderful. Well, Felicia, you just recently launched a book, Stop Calling Me Beautiful, Finding Soul Deep Strength in a Skin Deep World. Love that title. So can you tell us a little bit about the book? What's the main message that you hope women take away from it? Yes. So the title is a little bit shocking for a lot of people because we do want to be called beautiful. (laughs) Um, But the reason for it is based in the messages that are preached to many women today in our cultural Christianity. The message is you're a beautiful daughter of God. You're worthy just as you are. Jesus came because he, he loved you because you were so beautiful. He fell in love with you. These are kind of the messages that are being given to women. And then these women are hearing this, but it's not giving them any understanding of the true gospel or what the Christian life is supposed to look like. It's mainly emotional. It's not theological. It's superficial, and it can even be self-focused. And so we actually have a lot of Christian women leaving these devotionals or these Christian events that center on this idea, and they feel powerless or frustrated that their Christian life has no real daily impact on how they live. So they go back to the book, back to the conference the next year to fill up again, only to leave and have to repeat the process. So Stop Calling Me Beautiful is a call to stop preaching a message that does not free us to preach the whole gospel, the truth of what Jesus did, what, who we were, we weren't beautiful. We weren't worthy. And he loved us anyway. And he died and made us beautiful and worthy in him. And that identity changes everything, but we have to have the whole story. And so um, it starts with the gospel and why we need the whole story. And then it moves into how we can live that out victoriously in areas like legalism, anxiety, anger, grief, etc. I love that because um, when you present only half the truth, or maybe you omit half the truth from your message, you're really presenting a lie when it's not the whole truth. And I really uh, appreciate the fact that you're tackling such an important topic, Felicia. Thank you so much, Felicia. Um, Before we close, this has just been such a delight and we have learned much and I'm sure our listeners have as well. Can you just tell our listeners where they can find you if they'd like to know more about you or your book or your ministry? Yes. So my blog and website is feliciamasonheimer.com. My most popular platform for conversations about theology and motherhood is Felicia Masonheimer on Instagram. And my Facebook is also my name, Felicia Masonheimer. And my book is listed on my website and also on Amazon. And I cannot 
um, recommend more highly her Instagram account. It is such an encouragement, especially if you have any anyone in your life who is maybe a younger woman just seeking, wanting to seek out truth and be encouraged by somebody in that same age demographic. She's such an encouragement to, um, I know my my own daughter who listens to her Instagram stories. So thank you so much, Felicia, for joining us. Thank you. Well, mamas, our theology, or lack thereof, doesn't just affect our eternity. It also affects our today. A simple, childlike faith is the start. But as you develop a deep relationship with God, it stands to reason that you'd want to know more of him, who he is, and what he does. Theology is not for the Christian elite. It's for moms like you and me. And the truth is, if we're not living with right theology, chances are we're not rightly reflecting our holy God. I just want to thank Felicia again for being here with us. And thank you, mamas, for taking the time to join us here around the table. We'd love to have you join us in person. We'll be heading to Cincinnati, Ohio on April 16th through the 18th and Rochester, New York on July 30th through August 1st for the final leg of our Mom to Mom tour with the great homeschool conventions. So if you're in the area, we'd love to have you join us. In addition to giving several individual workshops on mothering and homeschooling, We'll be hosting a live Q&A panel where we'll be taking all your burning questions. No question is off limits and no struggle is too small. So we hope to see you there. Thanks for listening.